Kia ora, Auntie here. Welcome to Konei Korero, podcast series helping you to boost your brand. Well, kia ora and welcome to another Nahere Talks podcast. Today is actually the first of our Kornei podcast series and we have the privilege of having the amazing and beautiful Kim Hill with us, Kim Hill from Strategy. Bob, why don't you share a little bit with us about Kim, a little bit that we know about her so far? Yeah, kia ora. Thanks for that introduction, Bobby. Um, nice, nice to have you here with us today, Kim. Thanks. It's nice. really awesome. And so for those of you that don't know Kim, I feel like everyone in Te Māori and the business world knows who Kim is, which is why it's such a privilege to have her here. But Kim is like a top-level business strategist, coach and consultant. She's sought after all across Aotearoa for her expertise and skills in the area of running businesses. Um, two decades at least. Wow. Yeah. I mean... You've been around, eh, girl? You've been here for a while. Yeah, you're making me feel old. (laughs) You must have started when (laughs) you were five. It's proof proof of the wisdom in the matauranga that you carry. But Kim's provided strategic, professional consultation in the areas of marketing, communication, branding, structures, business performance management, and the evolution of business opportunities. So much wisdom. Um, She's frequently called on to troubleshoot in situations of negotiation and conflict, which is a super special skill set. And Kim is really Mm. respected for her capacity to cut through to the essentials. I do like that about Kim. You sit with her and she stares into your eyes right into your soul and goes, <laughs> how's it going? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really choice. Um, Kim definitely keeps it real. I think we spend more of our meeting times laughing than we do actually doing the mahi. But no my haere mai ki tēnei whare and onto our podcast, Kim, it's choice to have you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Ooh. Feeling a little bit overwhelmed. No, um, it's thanks, all good. It's a choice to have me. you here. I, I guess it'll be just nice to get to know a little bit more about you and where you come from. So where yeah. were you born and what was your upbringing like? Ooh, I was born in Ponsonby, believe it oh, or not. Wow. Yeah, but my dad tells me, daughter, it is not Ponsonby as you know and love now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously it was a whole different um, space. So yeah, Ponsonby was where I was born. Mm. Um, but in actual fact, um, to be honest, my papa kainga has been kitty since the age of four so mm. yeah wakato yeah. and what was your upbringing like oh, I was fortunate when I think about um, my childhood and my life my dad uh, definitely an entrepreneur and businessman himself I you know how we talk about um, entrepreneurship should be the discussions around the dining room table wow that that was what Mm. it was like with my dad Mm. uh, and my mum you know but particularly my dad he was always just give everything a go Uh, weekends spent um, on the boat fishing Mm. diving Um, dad didn't have a boy I was the eldest of two (laughs) girls so hey um, maybe it's why I love it nowadays sort of out on the sea in the tangaroa yeah Um, but I guess when I reflect back, um, I often say entrepreneurship was in my blood, you know. So mm. I was doing things like, dare I say, performing ABBA in the garage, charging my <laughs> whanau, uh $5 to come and watch me do that. Now, if you girls want to see it, yeah. I, I'm really $5 happy. $5.50? Oh, 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 <laughs> a second? <five>, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're really yeah. fortunate. Really it fortunate. makes a lot of sense to, um, as to why you are so proficient in what you do hearing where you come from and what your upbringing was like. What would you say has been your greatest achievement in life to date? Oh, well, as you girls know, I'm the mama of my three sons. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what I did in my previous life to be Mm. given three beautiful but challenging uh, 
Māori boys who fuck up up it's a manupoto, so all mm. their all their bad side I think is manupoto. Definitely <laughs> not my rangatane <laughs> side, you know. <laughs> um, so I I have to think that it's um, yeah, as a mama, but I guess. One of the other things that I think about is, you know, I've had my own health challenges with mm. um, melanoma, a brain tumour, and I wow. think it's just the resilience to always constantly get back up mm. yeah. and follow my life journey or my passion for business or my passion for how I want to mm. serve our business community. Amazing. It amazing. is amazing. And I think it, like hearing that about your dad being entrepreneurial, it, made, it makes sense knowing you now. Um, what was your first sort of... Um, journey into your own business or like take us back to that yeah um so you know I was a mama unplanned at 21 mm. uh, so some of my career aspirations were slightly put on hold for a little bit you know um first moko so truly had a village to raise him mm. so I was fortunate to still be able to sort of pursue I guess some of my dreams but I always had really good jobs um, or landed good jobs in sales and marketing and I think sales is such an important skill to learn because you're learning about humans and people and yeah, all that psychology. But I had this vision that I wanted to own my own gym. So in my late 20s, I embarked on that journey. Wow. <laughs> um, so in reflection, I always think that that was my first big journey yeah. of just following my dream and my passion. I was incredibly passionate about the industry Worked every God-given hour, uh, had my second son amongst that, you know, um, so he was dragged around it, <laughs> but won three nationally recognised marketing uh, awards in the mm. industry, you know, for client retention, customer service, um, managed 35 staff, um, best MBA, hard industry. Yeah. Right. And so sold that as a plant after five years, which was a huge, courageous decision. Mm. And again, I guess my dad's words of wisdom stepped in when he said, daughter, the only people who are going to judge you for, um, I guess, the fact that you're stepping out now are those that never take a, never take a risk. Yeah, yeah that's you know? so And so true. just so great learning amongst that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so some real pearlers in that. Yeah, and I think that we often talk about entrepreneurialism as being a real self-development journey as well because you're having to constantly face fears, find confidence when people are so willing to knock you down. Um, one of the things that I love about you, Kim, is that you're so passionate about our people and also wahine um, in business. Where does that sort of, where does that passion actually come from? Ah, that's such an interesting question. I, I date back, so you know, formerly I've had strategy, my own, this own business for 20 years, where I guess more formally I've been heavily involved in our Māori ecosystem, you know, preferred provider to Tapuni Kōkere, Naitahu with our other iwi, Ice House and others like but if I date back as uh, most of us as Māori you know you uh, at the marae for a wānanga or you think that you're sunbathing while your son's doing uh, wakatoa <laughs> and in fact it'll be my girl can do that or this one can do that so informally I guess I'd been uh, working with our people around the dining room table at home and lunch breaks of other spaces so I just almost just kept falling into it because I was incredibly passionate around capacity building mm. or putting or, or providing that safe space to share knowledge, have their back on their growth journey. And the other thing is I get really excited when I think I've helped a number of my um, whānau in business, you know, even buy their own home. 
Mm. Set their trust up. Write their wills. Mm. You know, because why are we in business? So what I think is that when we work with um, one of our whānau businesses, we're actually impacting and impacting the tribe in some respect because they share it with everyone. Mm. One of my um, one of the younger wahine I've mentored down in uh, in Tainui, I remember her saying to me, "I keep sharing everyone all the pearls of wisdom, you know, all my whānau, all my friends." And she said, "I might be doing you out of a job." And I said to ah, Kate Tapai, just mm. share it, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Eh? And we've all got different things to add. So, what do you think? It's so important for Maori to step into business. Oh, we as Māori, we've been entrepreneurs since day dot. I Mm -hmm. think if you track back, we were trading. Mm. We were were running communities. Everyone knew where where their skills and their talent fitted in in that community. So we we were naturally doing it. Mm. And I think that you look at COVID, some of the most exciting stuff I've seen is how Māori have coped with that, yeah, um, 100%. that crisis and how the optimism, the coming together and the pivoting. Mm. And so I think tino rangatiratanga, you know, actually yeah. just um, just control your own destiny. Mm. Back ourselves. 100%. Eh? So with that in mind, I mean, you've, you currently coach a lot of, of Māori entrepreneurs. You have over... Many years you are one, been one, all of that. <laughs> what would you say are some of the common maybe mistakes or pitfalls or um, barriers that you've seen for Māori in business? Um, well, the puti is always one thing that comes to mind and I think it's actually not being whakamaa to actually want to be successful or yeah. to earn some money. And I think that um, that's what business is about. The mm-hmm. commodity is putia. You know, back in back in the day in our villages, I guess if you were a particular talent, you'd be trading. Yeah. But as I say to many of my businesses, I don't know about you, but Pack and Save seems to want my IFPOS card. Mm. So actually acknowledging that it's not um, it's not a dirty thing to actually do well. Yeah. And to make that's putia. So important, eh? But I think it's also. Um, backing yourself, having the confidence. Um, and I think I hear and I just think about two amazing wahine that I was um, working with yesterday on Zoom. Environmentalists, you know, PhDs for Africa, um, said, thank you, Kim, for a safe place to actually expose that I don't understand business literacy because mm. we just set up and started get going, mm. you know. I said, this is okay, but it's actually not being afraid to ask yeah. Ask for support, ask for help, because if you don't ask, you don't mm. know. If you don't ask, you don't get. Mm. Um, execution. Execution is everything. Mm. Yeah. So we can have the best business idea, we can get really excited, but if we don't actually just put one foot in front yep. of the other and just get moving. Yeah. You know. It's only ever going to be an idea, right? It's only yeah. ever going to be an idea. Yeah. So I think definitely reaching out for help, backing yourself, believing in yourself, understanding mm. your why, your purpose. And also, what does success look like for you? Yeah, so yeah that's for some so important. Of, yeah, when I think about some of the clothing designers I've worked with, some want to take on the global world. Some actually are just okay going, I want to be mama, I want to balance life, so I'm happy with 10 stockers. Mm. Neither one of those scenarios is right or wrong. Mm. It's actually what the entrepreneur deems yeah. as successful. But that's it's on so their important. terms. That was one of the first pieces of advice I got given too, coming into business. Um, and it's been so good all the way through because it, it becomes your compass, yeah. eh? Yeah. It becomes your measuring stick instead, because it can be so easy to measure against 
your competitors, against who else you know in business. But when you know what you want and what that looks like, then you can continue to make decisions towards that, eh? Yeah, I like sure. that you brought up business literacy and financial literacy, financial well-being is something that we look at heaps here yeah. at Ngahere as well. I mean, I think we've we come across a lot of people where it's a mindset. Mm. There's a mindset shift that has to take place. I mean, what, what's your thoughts around that? I mean, for me, I feel like a lot of that comes from our colonisation. It comes yeah. from things like, yeah, what do you think yeah. about that? I definitely think it's mindset. Mm. I definitely think it's knowledge. Mm. Um, so I know when I work with clients, I make it a really safe place to actually ask any question, but also just filling their kitty out with some um you know, good information that starts to sort of make the rubber hit the road in their thinking because we often don't factor in all the costs associated to our products or to doing business. And once you deliver it in a simple way, because business should be simple. Mm. Anyone who's using big jargon with you is just actually not serving your growth and your capacity. Um, And I think when you have that mind shift and you actually feel confident about the service or the product that you've got, you actually get to a healthier place around that transition. Mm. So I just give lots of tools and tips around how to to journey that space. But in saying that, Manawa, I know that there are many of my artists that um, equally will say, gee, it took me six months to actually really review or to to get there mm. were you hoha and I said not at all <laughs> it's actually when you're ready yeah yeah it's and it's a journey eh yeah you can't just all of a sudden have a positive relationship with money if you've been brought up in scarcity or you have a bad relationship with money it doesn't just happen like that but what I'd say to that now um, is um, if we can be successful that role modeling can help the rest of our people mm. you know power up Mm. rather than staying in this space of, of development because really we want to be out of development. We really want to be... To thriving, eh? To be thriving. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's Come a good on. word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right there, Bob. <laughs> it's quietly choking over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm right? trying to keep it quiet. Well. <laughs> okay, let's move on then. So how do we stand out in such a Pākehā world as Māori businesses, Māori entrepreneurs? Um. Well, I'm caught saying a lot more now, and I'm not sure if this is okay, so let's test it, is I think that being Māori is an inside job. Mm. Um, It definitely, so so you know, like, we need to realise our role of understanding who we are Mm. as as Māori is our inside job. It's definitely a competitive edge, because everyone wants an Indigenous experience or to understand the Indigenous narrative to your brands and your products. But I want us to actually be more aspirational and think globally mm. because there's not just one business world. Mm. You know, there is only, I mean, there's not just one or two business yeah. worlds, you know, the Māori or the Pacific Island or our Pākehā. There is just one global business world. So we need to be proud of who we are, know who we are and stand solid with that. And then our brand narrative and our competitive edge is that we do have a brand narrative mm. to any of our products or our yeah. journey as an entrepreneur. And that's what people buy. Yeah. People love buying a story. Yeah, totally. You want to chime in? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, poor Mal has um, had a bit of tonsillitis and a bit of a flu, so hopefully it's not it's corona. It's not COVID. <laughs> You're not yeah. sharing that with us, hopefully. No, I'm sharing it with my sleeve. Okay, good girl. <laughs> Best practice. Impressive. Uh, um, sorry, just to pick up where you left off, um, 
we interact with heaps of different Māori businesses, um, Māori entrepreneurs, people that are wanting to start business or social enterprise. Um, you know, I guess you've been working alongside a lot of these businesses, like Manua said, for the last couple of decades. So you've encountered a lot along the way, I imagine. And I just want to know, like, from your perspective, what do you think as Māori is our greatest asset that we have to offer in that space? Again, I I, <coughs> I must have caught it from you. <laughs> Again, it probably comes back to our entrepreneurial spirit, and I think um, when once what I see often is that as I start working with our businesses, when they start to realise, oh yeah, actually. I have got a great business, I am a great business person or I've got a great product. Once they feel the confidence, I think there's sort of no stopping um, that drive to actually really just just go after what they want. Um, the other thing is, is when we go into business, we're not thinking like our, our Western whanau, you know, we don't have a succession plan. We mm. eat, sleep and breathe what is our business, you know, we don't clock in and clock out. Mm. Um, and that's one of our qualities as we're thinking intergenerational, we're thinking about our whanau, our community. So how can we power and scale up our whanau, mm. bring them with us? Yeah. I think that is actually just fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's how we are massive collaborators here. And I think that that's what like that's a picture that I always have in my mind is just bringing as many people along on the journey as we can. Um, what's been, I guess, um, for you, um, for like around with the people that you deal with, like the companies, the businesses that you mentor along the way, how do you encourage them to, because it's a holistic approach, so how do you c encourage yeah. them to self-care as well? Like oh, I know yeah. we've mentioned sometimes yeah. in that business mentoring space, it can be like a counselling role. Yeah. But just, yeah. I guess, speak about the importance of that as a, as a, um, a small business, as an entrepreneur. I guess I've always authentically and I stand more staunch now around um, the integrity of my approach is actually it is the person first, our entrepreneur. So actually looking at the business person as a whole person. So no, we come as mamas or, you know, nannies or wives or girlfriends. You know, we come with the whole package. So I'm always about people empowerment and understanding uh, pain points, uh, their own professional development, because I think that feeds their business and their entrepreneurial space for their for their business. So I definitely don't have a linear approach. I have every discipline and principle that I apply, but I come to every client and entrepreneur with a blank canvas. So at times I've act actually embarked on maybe six weeks of um, professional development mm. that actually segues into the business component and helps them execute more confidently. Mm. Does that sort of make sense? And I think yeah. I just I just won't change it. You know, I keep thinking, I watch and I review and check in on my own, um, you know, style and how I'm delivering. But I'm about meaningful impact. And if some of that means that I'm powering up the entrepreneur to actually have confidence in the business world, then that's that's the job I need to do at that given time. How do you take care of yourself as a, as a oh, mama, <laughs> wahine, business owner, entrepreneur? It's it's intense. Oh yeah. So how do you? Uh, you've done. You've mm. already done some hard yards. I'll be really honest. It's a always a work on for me. Mm. Um, 
because I love what I do. And yeah. I actually think sometimes, you know, I, I feel fortunate that I actually am truly passionate and I love what yeah. I do. Yeah. So I never want to, I want to be make, make sure that I actually can serve. Um, our businesses that need support. So at times I'm I'm missing CrossFit, which I do love. Mm. Um, so CrossFit, walking, yoga. Um, I I love doing it, but at the moment I have to say that my mahi or my clients have been taking mm. taking um, top priority. So in saying that, I love massage. It's yes, definitely girl. yes, holla. <laughs> love massage. And the other thing is, I of, often love those that can't speak English because then they don't want to have a court at all with yeah. me. They just want to get on and do their <laughs> yep, job. Yep, that's the one. Um, but I'm an absolute, absolute beach uh, tangaroa person. Mm. So I have a boat and I like to get out on that. And yeah. I have a number of fishing rods. So I think I am the fisherwoman. <laughs> uh, but it's sort of my place, you yeah, know, where nice. I just get out, get on the beach. Yeah. Get on the get on the water. Yeah, and that's I think awesome. that like for me as well, I I feel like I have this better understanding of myself now and the rhythms that that I move through. Yeah. And, and like I heard you talk about, you know, it's a season at the moment where um, you know, businesses I don't know, flourishing's the right word, but need is strong. There's a lot of need yeah. out there, which means yeah. you're responding to that, which means you're you know, you're working out and stuff like that is a little bit on the back burner. Yeah. But being able to understand how these kind of rhythms happen mm-hmm. and you can flow in and out of, I guess, the things that are the priority depending on the season yeah. um, and different yeah. things at different times yeah. to still feed yourself but still be, I guess, there for the opportunities. Because that's the yes. thing, eh? When you yes. are in business, when the opportunity's there, you've got to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it does yeah. take sacrifice. Mm. But you learn, you learn more about yourself, I think, and how you yeah. can manage that. I think that's a really good point that mm. you picked up on. I mean, I'm slightly older than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a few decades on, just a little, you know, because I am a nanny too, mm. to um, five and a half gorgeous muku. But yeah. um, I think that's one thing I do say to our wahine is what I've learned now is I've been able to reflect on self. So now I know more about myself. So I know that I'm really driven mm. and I love adrenaline. I love my work. So I'll go 90 miles an hour maybe, you know, for two weeks. But I am really clear about crossing out a day and going, it's an in-office day or I'm booking a massage. And mm. so now I've found that better rhythm of going, I've got to pull back yeah. for a few days. Yes. But I've acknowledged awesome. that I actually do like the full-on space, yeah, yeah. you know, that pace. Yeah, totally. I get that 100%. Yeah. I feel quite similar. We, me and one of my mates termed this, coined this term, hundy and nundy. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. So you just oh, go full can on. Can I steal that? Yeah, yeah. full on. Yeah. Until the point where you know, okay, I'm getting to the end of this. I need yeah. to just pull back. Yeah. And whatever that might <laughs> be for you, for her, she'll sleep a whole day. Yeah. And then she'll wake up and be like, yeah, yeah. and go out and do some other stuff. Whatever it is, eh? Yeah. That is such a yeah. good one. And I think it is about that. It's about acknowledging. So for times uh, with me, one of my uh, CrossFit uh, girlfriends, you know, she'll message me, girlfriend, are we doing CrossFit? You know, mm. and I'll go, nah, I'm going walking because I need silence. Mm. Because I love my community at CrossFit. But you can imagine, there's a whole lot of us as Marty's training and having lots of banter and all that's good. But mm. at times you just want, Quiet, yeah, you yeah. know, so yeah. so it's actually now I know that about myself. Mm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you got it, girl, you got it. Um, okay, so I thought just it'd be good to add a few little practical things. Mm. Um, so if we start at the start, so say someone's got, a, got an idea for a business mm-hmm. or a product or something like that, what's the first few things that they should do? 
They, firstly, I always want to say your why for doing what you're doing. Mm, that's um, good. So why? Why is it important? Um, and then also think about when you think about a product or a service, you've got to think about what is the problem that you're solving. Because mm, remember that you've got to understand what's your service, what's your product, and who are you going to convince to part with money yeah. mm. to put in your bank to pay for it and then literally put that on repeat. Mm. You know, so yep. you've got an understanding your target market, your customers really well, really yeah, intimately. Yeah. Nice. And then if you're, say mm. they're not manufacturing it themselves, so they're not creating it, but they want to do a product, how do they go about trying to, you know, find a good supplier, um, make mm. their product? So remember, uh, if it's product, product innovation, you need to think about, is it a product that is uh, unique and you could think about patent or intellectual property? Mm. So that's one thing us as Māori need to constantly have as a work on, is mm. understanding intellectual property. Um, and Which means who owns the idea, right? Yeah. Who owns the idea. And if you take it to market, then you can't actually go and protect it. So mm. engagement in that area is always good to check in. I work with heaps of Alfano on that. Mm. So whether it's product innovation, whether it's um, even our Fakaito or our carvers, you know, at times um, I've had them in Wananga to understand what is IP, what is copyright. Yeah. You know, um, waiata, all that sort of stuff. So just understand... Um, that journey, but also manufacturing. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big question. On, mm. um, you know, you just actually got to get gutsy and actually just get out there and ask. And mm. don't be afraid to ask even some of the competitors out there, mm. or just do some scoping out. But you've also got to come back and go, what is my product? What is my brand? And what is my unique selling proposition? Mm. So what what's going to be unique? or your competitive edge about your product. So if you're thinking manufacturing and you need to think about, do I want to be authentically all made in New Zealand? Is that viable? What does that look like? Mm. You've got to look at that. Or do I need to look at my offshore, <clears throat> you know, manufacturing options? Yeah, yeah. So it depends on the product. It yeah. really does. It does, eh? And you do. you just got to get out there and do some research and yep. ask and find out. And then Putia always comes up. You already brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so many people that have got a big idea and then they get a bit ho-ha when no one will give them money for it, which sometimes I'm like, you know, sort it out. But anyway, what do you think? People want Putia to get their business, their idea off the ground. What's the best Oh, The big question I do ask now, because you can imagine that um, in the, the, the ecosystem and the Māori ecosystem, there's always this, uh, is there money to help me be in business? Mm. And yes, there are some funding streams, but fundamentally what I say is whether you get the funding or not, are you passionate enough about the business or the product or the service to actually bootstrap it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And because if you are, honestly, money does come. Mm. Um, and, and I think you've got to ask yourself, is it about getting the funding is that going to drive my idea or my business or I'm actually going to do it no matter what? Yeah, that's so true. You know, It's so true. And cause if you're not willing to bootstrap it, you probably don't have what it takes because it's, it's a long, hard slog, eh? Yeah. It's not overnight yeah. success. No, it's all. not. And you know, and bus business can be amazing and um, rewarding, but it's equally, as you girls know, it's equally hard. You know, mm. you have those days that you're asking yourself, what am why? I doing? Yeah, why? <laughs> Shall I just go and get a job? Yes. Oh. oh, but I love what I do. I'll just hang on in there. Yeah. And business does require you 100%. Yeah. It's 100% it of your commitment yeah. and energy. Mm. It really does. Yeah. 
totally. All right, and then a couple of tips around actually um, making a legit business. Okay, same thing, still got an idea, got a product. What are the just mm-hmm. practical things you need to do to make sure your business is compliant? Okay, so you've always got to think about what business structure, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. fundamentally just remember that a uh, sole trader is actually a legal entity. Mm. You don't need to automatically um, register yourself as a limited liability business so you know you can earn up to I think it's 60 70k I need to check that where's yeah, our accountant like 65 I think um before you need to be GST registered so you know you have options to test and measure and validate your business and your business acumen yeah. your processes and systems but the key thing I say is don't merge any of your business putier accounts um cash flow stuff with your personal because what you want to do, even if you're doing sole trading, is you want to make sure that you're watching the growth strategy of your business. Mm. And even if your personal putier is funding some of your business growth, code it, transfer it properly so you can actually keep a log of that. Mm. But definitely get some financial advice as yep. much as you can. Build your financial literacy. Read, Google, ask questions. Don't be afraid. Mm. Um and obviously you want to be GST registered. You want to be a limited liability company because that means you're serious about mm. being in business. So that's got to yeah. be your aspirations. Yeah. But don't get all um, complicated with structures mm. because structures are there to serve prote- to protect the business yeah. and you. So understand what business structure is going to best serve you. Yeah, choice. It's a choice. And then so business is going well. Your, you know, your products and services are being bought. Now it's time for growth. Personally, in my experience, the growth stage is harder than the startup stage. Yeah. What's some, what's some kind of practical tips that you have? So a lot of it to the next stage. Yeah, a lot of the businesses I work with a lot of businesses in growth, so they're doing incredibly well. Um, some key things that happen is they're not measuring their financial analysis. Mm. So, for example, it's it's best measurement of where you're spending your time, what it costs. Um, to produce your product or how you should price your product and reviewing where the sort of flags are. Mm. And I can think of uh, five businesses off the top of my head in the last week that I've actually raised the flag on, measuring their time, are they billing correctly, are they quoting properly, Mm. Um, are they measuring whether they're breaking even on jobs Mm. or actually making the right um, sort of putier. Now it's okay to make mistakes because I don't call them mistakes if you're learning from them. Yeah. So if you're reviewing it though weekly and monthly, you can pivot. Mm. You can change it. You see where you can actually change those um, those little pieces in your business to mm. actually scale and grow. And the only way to grow a business is actually through people mm. and processes and systems. Awesome. So often you think our entrepreneurs are doing incredibly well. They're making really good money, but it's all in their head. Yeah. And it relies on them. Yeah. So to scale and to employ, if we don't have processes and systems to empower the people mm. to grow, help grow our business, yeah, then it's all still in our head. Yeah. So you those are some really key yeah. fundamentals for growth. Yeah, I love that. And you can't scale yourself, eh? You can't yeah. scale your brain. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. You can't scale yourself. You get to the to the end of it. I like how you brought up about mistakes because I feel like in business you just have to be. Um, comfortable and 
always making mistakes yeah. like, all I just, the time. Like. I just think if you're not making mistakes, you're actually not pushing the boundaries. Yeah, you, yeah. you Have you really got that entrepreneurial yeah, you know, yeah. spirit? Because if you think about, and I know names that we know, like Steve Jobs with Apple or Richard Branson, if you read any of their books or their stories, they tell you they've made way more mistakes than they did successes, yeah, yeah. but they learned really quickly yeah. and they'd cut them, drop them. And it's how you become successful. Yeah. And I actually think that's one of the great traits that we have as Māori people is resilience. Yeah. We've been resilient for many, many, many years and that's such a crucial key tool that you need to have when you're an entrepreneur. You, you need to be able to fall down and get back up mm. and dust yourself off and keep going. Yeah. And I think we do, we do. I think history shows that we are resilient as a people and um, I think that's one of the greatest mm. assets that we have in business. Um I just want to also add, I think what I find I do with a lot of our businesses is I help um, uffy that relationship with an accountant or a lawyer or others. So I just want to say, Fano, don't be fakama mm. because sometimes I, I think sometimes it's about us managing the relationship and our expectations. So be okay to ask questions because if yeah. they don't want to understand your business, yeah. and you might say, hey, I want to earn a million dollars this year, and hey, that could be aspirational, but it's their job to educate you on how that looks. Yeah and what you need to do to get there. Yeah. So make sure you do totally. get amongst that sort of And if you advisor. have a professional that's not willing to do that with you, find someone else. Eh? Find someone else. Like Definitely. We, like, shout out to our accountant, Ant. 100%. He's, he's been amazing, and he's walked the journey with me and with our team now. Um, you know, help me conquer a lot of my fears when it comes to money. The thing, I mean, I've always been pretty clear about the fact that numbers and spreadsheets um, are not my thing. I'm <laughs> far more creative that, you know, I have had to work on my own money mindset and yeah. and believe in myself if, when yeah. it comes as the as the amounts get bigger and bigger, yeah. things yeah. like that. And Ants has been there the whole way through. Um, as we've started new businesses and, and new structures, he continues to support us. And he even says himself, eh, that he feels more, as, more like a counsellor than an accountant. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a sign of a really awesome yeah. you know, professional yeah. that's supporting you on your journey. So if you're not getting what you need from them, leave yeah. them. And, <laughs> and you should be having an accountant. You should be having more than a one once a year in the financial year conversation. Uh, it, it's actually a relation. There should be a relationship. Yeah. Um, and 100% if you're not happy, leave. Uh, well, when I think back to owning my gym, <laughs> um, I remember having this relationship with the accountant where I thought, oh, you just drop the books off and, um, you know, every month or something and I'm too busy running my business to actually have the conversation and read them properly. So, you know, begrudgingly I'd see his account come through and I'd pay it thinking, ha, because I didn't feel value. But the flip side of that now is I know exactly how to read my financials yeah. and it shouldn't be about the accountant's fees because you should be getting value. Mm. And... They need to care, like your accountant, Ants, needs to care about your goals and aspirations. Yeah. Because if you just need compliance, then get zero. Yeah. yeah. You know, exactly. but, but get zero anyway, to be honest. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you can do that through zero in the accounting packages. Yeah. So you, that, that human in that relationship needs to actually care about where you want to go, what your growth targets are, and how much you want to earn. Mm. Yeah. And when you're paying for a service, it's like if you were to go out for a meal, if you weren't happy with the service you wouldn't probably go back. It's the mm. same with a professional service. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can people can put them up on a pedestal or think that yes. they're more valuable or they have more knowledge. But actually, 
we're giving them their income. So yeah. they actually work for you and, yes. and make them work for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what would be your advice um, now, right now in this COVID world that we live in to our Māori entrepreneurs? What should they do? Well, I often say at the moment that you ditch your current, ditch any business plans that you wrote prior <laughs> uh, COVID, and that your business and your business plans are much like driving in Wakato when it's a foggy day, <laughs> you know, and you've got to be agile. You've got to yeah. be, you know, have your wits about you because you can only see a certain distance yeah, in front of you. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Mm. So literally it's about your 30-day plans. It's about actions. It's about action executing. It's about weekly and monthly meetings with even just yourself or your business advisors mm. or um, your staff. So it's actually being able to be agile in today's yeah. market. That's awesome. That's really good advice. And to be able to be ready to pounce, say Yeah, As soon as totally. you see that opportunity. Because crisis always brings opportunity. Yeah. Well, I say don't waste it. I yeah. mean, that's the exciting thing I've seen with many of our Māori businesses. Man, there's been pivoting everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Like a silver ferns game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and sure, and I know, and we talked about some of our businesses this morning, those that um, have created almost a monster during COVID going, I don't know what I did. We were just doing it as a hobby, but now I've got, you know, <laughs> stockists and people wanting me. Yeah, and I and can't we keep up. And they can't keep up and we've got to revisit though, what is the pricing structure? What's the revenue model? But at the end of the day, you've created something and pounce on it. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's what awesome. I see. Yeah. How Marty awesome. doing? And so, just I guess to wrap up, I would really love from your perspective um, for our Maori Pacifica Indigenous business owners, what value do you think Cornet can bring to them? Oh, I'm loving the Cornet um, platform. I just mm. love it. It looks just so fantastic. Um, I think that Cornet is an excellent platform for our Māori businesses to use as part of their marketing mix. Mm. Um, I yeah. think that it helps scale and grow and reach um, a target audience that you can't on your own. Mm. Yeah. You know, so if we're in business for ourselves, you know, there are many marketing mixes that we should be using. Yeah. And it makes just absolute sense that, our businesses should be using Kone mm. to actually spread their magic, their product, their business. And I know the dynamics of, of the marketing team um, that are doing some great stuff to actually make sure that the marketing messages are getting out there. And that's something you can't do on your own. Yeah. You know, so yeah, 100%. Um, get on Kone, Fano, yes. get on it. Yes. I yes. loved it. And the awesome thing Kone. is, is that... You can actually search the specific areas that you want to look at, you know, mm. so I don't have to wade through a whole lot of different things or yeah, products yeah. that I'm not actually interested in. Yeah. You know, I might be looking for stuff for my new moko. Yeah, choice. You know, or um, yeah. or hoodies or something like that. And it was really easy for me to just navigate. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. love it. Love it. Looks good. Awesome. Keep up the good work. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kim. It's a real privilege to have you here today. And we really appreciate your time and your insight, right. your right. wisdom. Um, and thank you for being a part of our first Cornet podcast. And we definitely look forward to hearing some more from you in the future. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honour. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get you back soon. Better. A whole lot of gold. <laughs> All right. Kakite. Kakite. Hey, Auntie here. How you been? We've been busy as getting together some of our own local talented young brands so that you can support Aotearoa in one of our favourite ways. Shopping. Come and see what we've made for you at www.kone.nz, a new online shopping experience. <laughs>